Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. I said a hip, hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hip, hip, pop, and you don't stop a rocket to the bang, bang, boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie, the beat. Now, what you hear is all about tech, and it's so hard to beat. And me, the topics, and my friends are going to try to hold your ear. See, I am Henry Burrow, staff writer, saying hello to a podcast brought by IDG and the titles they follow. PC advisor, Mac world, tech world, and computer world. They're all UK, and now I'm going to stop that when I'm for far too long. <laughs> I want to give you a rap. Well done. <laughs> I'm so out of breath. If we were a rap troupe, then this podcast would be our freshest mixtape, inevitably available as an Apple Music exclusive visual album that would alienate those on other platforms not bought into the ecosystem of Ron Brand. Thank you for joining us, listener. We know you're keeping it real. We're back for another top 40 countdown, in minutes that is, of the freshest tech hits of the past week. On the mic, I've got another three quarters of your favourite weekly crew to introduce, each more streetwise than the last. He's got more beats than Dre. It's Scott Carey, online editor at Computer World UK. Hey, yeah. He's got more rhymes than Biggie. It's Lewis Painter, staff writer at PC Advisor and Mac World UK. Hello. And he's got more bump than grind. It's Chris Martin, consumer tech editor at PC Advisor. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs> if tech was a game, we'd be MVP. And it is. So we are. <laughs> Let's go spit bars over Android N, Deliveroo, and PlayStation. Drop the beat. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real Never meant to make your daughter cry I'll install Android Nougat on her Nexus device To make it up to you and your family (laughs) Chris Martin Nougat, Nougat or Nugget Google's dropped an update bomb Let's talk about Android N Sweet It is literally sweet And I just (laughs) knocked the mic So yeah, Android (laughs) always names its operating systems after sweets Yeah, they're all named after sweet treats Uh, After Alpha and Beta It uh, began as Cupcake I won't reel them all off I've done it before (laughs) Um, So we're up to N And it is Nougat Or however you want to say it Oh, so that is alphabetical? Yeah Blimey (laughs) Um, so it was it was supposed to, well, not supposed to be, it was heavily rumoured to be uh, Nutella um, after them um, partnering up with Nestle for KitKat, yep. but, it, but it's not. Um, and it has come out this week, which was a little bit of a surprise. Um, it was kind of rumoured to come out in August, but there was, it, the rumours were pretty thin on the ground. And then we suddenly had this rumour a few days ago saying, oh, it's going to be August 22nd. And it was kind of just this slightly lame screenshot. Um, um, And we kind of were like, yeah, pretty much thinking it's not going to happen. We would be surprised if it did. Although there was the possibility because Google doesn't always do like an event with a keynote and invite loads of people and live stream it on the internet. Sometimes they do just put up a blog post saying, here's the new thing. And they even did that with the Nexus 5 with a new device. They just went, here's the Nexus 5. And we were like, oh, okay. Um, so I, it has been announced this week. I suppose it's similar in a way to iOS then in that Apple and uh, Google announced their operating systems before they come out, quite a while before. Yeah. But then it's different to iOS in that only a few devices can get the new Android update when it yeah. actually first comes out. So 
Who can get it at the moment? No one. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not true. That's pretty exclusive. You can download it on um, the most recent Nexus devices, so the 6P, the 5X, the Nexus 6, yep. the Nexus 9 tablet, the, I think the Pixel C. Um, yep. So quite a few Nexus devices. So those are kind of Google's own brand devices, but they're built by companies like Asus and HTC and Huawei. Um, um, so it's not actually... It's out, but it's not out. It's kind of weird. The first device that will come with it um, preloaded is going to be the LG V20, which okay. is a phone that hasn't even been announced. Uh, so how do we know? Kind of how strange. do we know, Chris? <laughs> well, LG said it was going to be, and then Google confirmed it. There you go. Um, and that will be announced on the 6th of September, I believe, which is just after IFA, which is also a slightly strange yeah. uh, decision. For those um, listeners who don't know, yeah, IFA, IFA, that's the uh, consumer tech show in Berlin, yeah? Yeah, cool, which we will be reporting from, but sorry to cut you off. No, it's fine. <laughs> and um, so this is the first version of Android that hasn't come on new Nexus devices. So there's always been a new Nexus phone or tablet okay. that's like been the launch device for that operating system, like how Apple announces the new version of iOS, then the new iPhones that come out come with it and all the other iPhones get it. Yeah. Um, so it's a buck of the trend. Um, we're not even sure if there will be new Nexus devices anymore. Um, fingers crossed there will be. Yeah, they're quite uh, good. And you'd think there would be, but Google's also rumoured to be building its own phone, as in not getting a partner to build it with them. So we'll kind of have to wait and see whether that happens. But there are there's two devices codenamed Marlin and Sailfish. Is that right? Don't know. Lewis is nodding. <laughs> yeah. um, and so those are supposed to be the new Nexus devices. Uh, look like two new phones to replace the 5X and the 6P. Um, but perhaps they're something else. Maybe they're new HTC Desire phones. Um, we're which not are sure. like the mid-range HTC which devices. Which is yeah. very long-running range of uh, HTC phones, which were the flagship range, but aren't anymore. So are there any new features that stand out from the update, which you've used a little bit? Yeah, so obviously, like you say, it was announced earlier in the year. Um, and a bit like iOS, you can download like the developer preview, the beta, yep. if you want um, to flash your device that supports it. So we've been using it on the Nexus 6 mainly, uh, also the Pixel C. Um, and yeah, there's some good stuff. There's new notifications, <coughs> um, features, so you can... If someone texts you, you can just reply to them without actually opening the messaging app. You just there's a little box and you can just type. Can't, I, I can do that at the moment though. Yeah, this yeah. is the thing. <laughs> Many of these features are available on other Android phones, which is how, which is kind of one of the big differences between iOS and Android is that the manufacturers who make Android phones are free to do whatever they want with the operating system. So, for so, example, so- like no, this notifications thing arrived on the LG G2 in like 2012. <laughs> oh, right. And now it's becoming a part of Android. Oh, I see. So now standard. with this update, every device will have that standard, whereas yeah. before it was the manufacturer. It was LG own. that added that on. Okay. And like, for example, it now comes with multitasking, so you can run two apps side by side, which obviously on tablets is yeah. quite a handy feature. But yeah, Samsung's could, been Samsung. doing that for ages. So it's good in a way, but it's also like, oh, we've had this stuff. But it should help get these features across all devices rather than just, oh, you need Samsung for that, or you need LG for that, or True. like so and so. 
So yeah, Lewis and Scott, you've been pretty quiet. <laughs> As Apple users, though, we understand. So uh, Scott, is, is this all just Latin to you? Or? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, all, all I've been trying to work out is what the next one's going to be called. Oh, wait, <laughs> get uh, it go. oh yeah. Oreo. Oreo. Yeah, another branding Don't know opportunity. Who owns it. I'll go with Oreo. Um, I, I can't think of I Anything can't think of any other sweet. No, though. and then P peanuts got me peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yeah, Q. Q. Blimey. Quince. <laughs> Quince jelly. There you go. Google, that's, you can have that one for the free. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. The boys from the south. Yeah, we can't hide from that, can we? Um, so, so yeah, we've got some of the new features, and we know kind of why is it limited though to certain devices? Why can't it be a like Android rollout to everyone? Do we know? Because, well, <laughs> like think about it, Apple makes ios for iphones it's the only manufacturer of iphones yep so currently there are only three four different iphones you can buy on the you know from the apple store online okay there are older ones but even if you include older ones that aren't on sale that's not that many phones yeah and they all run on basically the same hardware so it's very simple so apple can just optimize the rollout for all their phones they can decide how far back the hardware can go to support it and then just make it available for everyone Whereas Android uses various different processor manufacturers, like, and the biggest difference is that manufacturers don't just put Android on; they do their own put their skins. Yeah. So that's what takes the time. They've <laughs> got to decide which uh, stock Android features they do and don't want. Then they've got to add their own layers to the stack. If we're getting a bit developer. <laughs> um, like, but it's but it's so manufacturers are they kind of working against the clock? Google will give them the developer preview, and then they have to be like, "Oh, what are we going to do with it?" Is that how it works? I think so. Yeah. So I mean, you'd think they'd get it nice and early when Android ends announced. You know, when we're playing around with the preview, that you know they've got to be as well. But it just seems that but by the time it launches on Nexus devices, which is obviously the ones that get it first, they've still got months of work to do. Yeah, it seems and. Everyone would like it to be quicker, but it's not. It has got better. Um, and all I can tell you at the moment is that HTC are rolling it out to the 10, the M9, and the A9. Okay. And Sony's going all the way back to the Z3 Plus, which is Couple pretty years. good. Yeah. Um, Samsung hasn't said anything at the moment. But realistically, if you've got a Sony and HTC and a Samsung or something like that, you're looking at early 2017, probably. Okay. Unless somehow they get it like it'd be good if some of the flagship ones got it before christmas but i wouldn't hold your breath and like obviously we're tech journalists so we're we're sort of we we know when this is happening but to the average consumer i'm presuming that many of them aren't really aware of updates even for ios i know it's slightly more public for ios but i was kind of thinking about it and do you think and this is obviously to everyone um how do we feel about the operating system divide? Is it kind of like, uh, well, Mac OS as it's now known versus Windows? Do we really have just two choices? And is it fair that Apple basically has half the market with one operating system and then Android's open to everyone else? Do you even think about it as Apple uses? Not that was really. quite a lot of questions. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know which one to answer first. What do, you, what do you reckon? <laughs> I mean, in, in the debate about iOS versus Android, more than anything... Um, you know, the the Android fragmentation between the software is what puts me off Android the most, I think. Yeah. I think the worry that I'm going to buy a flagship phone this year and it might not get next year's update just seems a bit counterproductive when, you know, if you get a flagship iPhone, you've got at least four or five years of updates ahead of you. And That's you know it's always going to be supported. Yeah. 
So that's my two cents on it. <laughs> no, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if, if if like like Krista has mentioned, if you've gone out and got the latest Samsung, even the S7, you there's no it's indication of work, when you're yeah. going to have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's you, the uncertainty you, that I don't like. It's the fact that you know it's going to take a while, no matter what happens. You're even then. you're pretty much guaranteed to get the next one. Yeah, and probably the next one, but the, it's again, it's the time it takes, yeah. and it might not happen yeah. for a particular device for different reasons and stuff. So yeah, it's not. It's not the best part of Android. It's probably yeah one of the worst the parts of Android. Part of Android. But, but it has got a lot better because oh, yeah. so many of them are going more and more stock. Mm-hmm. So like HTC's is basically stock now. So Sense is like next to nothing that they add on. Um, it's a shame because I used to like Sense. Sense was the best yeah. at um, kind of the, when they were all desires. When yeah, at their peak. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, now nowadays they are much more stock, so it should be getting quicker. So perhaps we will see some for like the HTC 10. Yeah. They shouldn't need much work to, to get in out because there isn't much on top. Uh, and for those listening who have an iPhone, do we know the uh, next uh, iOS update release date? Um, iOS 10. There are rumours at the moment, obviously, because the event isn't until early next month. But so, uh, based on previous years, we're looking at around the 14th of September for um, okay. for existing iPhone users. And then whenever you know the new iPhone comes out, that'll have iOS 10 preloaded so, on it. I suppose in the same way, just to fight Android's corner slightly, is that Apple had their event back in June where they announced iOS 10. Uh-huh. And then they're going to have another event to announce the release date for iOS 10. Is that right? Well, so it's, it's kind more, of still it's quite protracted, for, isn't it? It's not really for iOS. Well, it's, it's for the, it's the, for the iPhone, iPhone yeah. and then it will include iOS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's usually like one or two flagship <clears throat> software features of iOS 10 that are specific to the latest model, yeah. which usually tempts you to upgrade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. really remember the last time I updated my operating system and was like generally... Gem- genuinely felt it changed my experience of the of the device like they're normally they tend to be now a little bit more subtle yeah. uh, in the in the updates you'll get a few features that you like a few that you don't like but nothing really changes my experience of the phone i'd agree with that they've been a bit slow in the last mm. few years but i mean i think i in my my opinion i've been using the public beta of uh, ios 10 since it came out in july yeah and i think this is the first year in quite a while that you can really see that they've changed a lot of our you know how still, it looks and feels. yeah how it looks and feels how you interact with it you know everything from notification center to you know the control center everything about it is been at least slightly tweaked from what it was in ios 9 cool so it should bring something a little bit more exciting then yeah, the, the messages platform's been updated quite a lot. Oh hasn't yeah, it? that know? was like the flagship thing at WWDC is that you can yeah. send all these animations <clears> and all this lovely stuff in messages now, and it's all built into the text app. Yes. And is it ten that I can now delete my stocks app? It is. Finally, it's been waiting. Doesn't for. actually delete it. No, no, it just hides it. But yeah, we, we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then just to bring it full circle, just for the end of the section as well, I suppose Google they've got Android Nougat coming out, and then also we just briefly saw the release now of Google Duo. The video calling app, which is listener cross-platform, and you only need a phone number to do it. So I can duo Scott or um, or Lewis uh, using that app as well. So it's a Google service you don't need a Google account for, basically. Uh, so maybe them trying to line up slightly more with uh, with Apple's way of doing things. A little bit, yeah. I think mm. there's a lot of um, money in services. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> money to be had. Good services <laughs> keep customers, and so why not push on with more stuff like that? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks. That's good. Android Nougat. There you go. Just going to go around the room quickly. Uh, Chris Martin, Nougat or Buha? Nougat. Lewis Painter. I'm going to go with Nougat. Oh, nice, nice. And, and Scott Carey. Buha. Yeah, there hey. we go. Got to have, got to have someone disagreeing. Sweet. So we'll be right back after this to talk about Deliveroo. 
just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kinda odd. No barking from the dog, no delivery driver happily bringing me a gourmet burger at 1am. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott Kerry, before we dive in here, just for some listeners, what is Deliveroo? Okay, yeah, so if you don't live um, in... Um, London, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. yeah, no, so Deliveroo is a uh, service that will bring you food from a selection of restaurants. So you'll log in. It's an app on your phone. You'll log in. It will show you um, a bunch of restaurants nearby. You'll order some food and then it will be delivered by a Deliveroo driver, either probably on a moped or a bicycle. So if you've been in London and you've seen a cyclist tearing around with a Deliveroo bag on their back, then you'll know what they're up to. Yeah, the little kangaroo logo. And yes. so these guys are all, they're, are they employed by Deliveroo or are they self-employed technically? No, so they're te- technically self-employed, but there's, the government are starting to look into this because if, a com- if someone is working solely for one company, because that's how they have to make their money, is they have to put the amount of hours in that it would normally take to be employed by there them, you go, you're wage. basically de facto an, a full-time employee. Whereas companies like Deliveroo and Uber would much prefer you to be self-employed. So to that point, what has rightly, we, we can test, <laughs> riled del- delivery drivers in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so what happened this week is um, the, the delivery drivers um, organised a wildcat strike um, against uh, some changes to their payment structure. So they were originally paid a quite good £7 um, pound set rate um, yeah. per hour yeah. and then £1 per delivery they make. So they're probably making 10, 11 quid an hour yeah, probably, on a good yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, obviously there's peaks and troughs. Yeah. Um, but if they're working at peak times, then they're probably doing um, about that. And then they've delivery tried to <clears throat> change this to £3.75 a job with no fixed rate. Okay. <laughs> um, That's not great. <laughs> which the delivery drivers, uh, unsurprisingly, were upset about and they organised a strike. What is impressive here is that... Um, and this is probably what delivery didn't expect is that the drivers all banded together and managed to actually put a a strike in place. Considering every driver is a self-employed sort of singular unit, I think organising um, a, a strike to this extent is quite a difficult undertaking. So mm. hats off to them for for pulling it off. Why was it called Wildcats? It's in, I think it <laughs> sounds like a really cheesy American cheerleading team. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know what it means, um, but I think it's basically a sort of a less organised strike than the sort of ones that you'd see on the tube, which is organised through the unions. Yeah. So it's um, it's a less formal version of a strike. Did they all shout, Wildcats? I hope not, because <laughs> that would probably affect the amount of seriousness that the text took. <laughs> Well, so, so how are we thinking that the tech side of things influences and informs the uh, negativity of this story? Because I think the the media in the UK is generally, I, I uh, sort of hesitate to say, sided with the delivery drivers on this, perhaps. Yeah. I yeah. think we would probably say that, although we have to be slightly impartial. But um, how in deliveries, as, as an app, basically, how has it tried to justify this change in price? So what a lot of these companies do um, is they use this sort of tech uh, sharing economy uh, rhetoric where they say we're giving them the opportunity to work as flexibly as they want and by shifting to this new model they can earn more than they were before if they do more deliveries um, yeah. but they but what they're doing is they're outsourcing all the risks so the, the, the employees then it's completely on them and there's no fixed rate um, so it definitely plays into the hands of, of a company like Deliveroo to make it that way. But the, Uber have been doing this for years. They've said, you know, you can um, work in your own hours, you can make your own money. 
Um, and that's all well and good for people that might have like a full-time job and they have the time and the and a car and the capabilities to yeah. do it. And this is the story that Uber have been telling over and over again is that you've got these people who are working in the day, making some extra money in the evenings. But actually, a lot of Uber drivers are full-time Uber drivers who have to buy their car. Uh, they then have to pay it off in installments. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Which they're paying for with their Uber fares. Yeah. So all of the risk of their insurance, of the vehicle, of anything like that is all on them rather than on the employer. Um, so they're sort of outsourcing all their risk. So I, I, as you refer to it as the so-called sharing economy, yeah. how you would umbrella things like Uber, uh, Deliveroo, maybe even like Airbnb, Airbnb something like that. Hassle. Yeah, um, debatably eBay, kind yeah. of. But like um, the internet has made it possible uh, for these sort of businesses to exist. But do you think this kind of thing is indicative of how all major businesses will have to succeed in the coming years? Or at least businesses that can bloom that quickly? Deliveroo's kind of popped up from nowhere. Yeah, I think um, it definitely works at the beginning. And, yeah. <laughs> and and Uber drivers at the beginning were very, very happy, I think, um, that they were paid very well. They were very flexible. They didn't have to compete with many other drivers. So they were seeing a lot better rates than they were when they were sort of locked into hours with uh, cab companies and things like that. But then when you sit, hit a certain saturation point, the employers can start doing things like Deliveroo did and yeah. start slashing it um, when it becomes a buying market for them in terms of staff. They can start making it a little bit more employer-friendly than employee-friendly than it was at the start. Mm. But I think with someone like Airbnb, it's it's really interesting because you see the way that they tell stories about their users is really interesting. The way they market Airbnb is you've always got this, you know, quirky guy who works in the day who then lets out his room <laughs> in the evening. And that's how it started. You know, it was four developers in San Francisco who saw an opportunity during events to let people sleep on their sofa. But now, as we know, in New York and London, People have like eight properties that they are yeah. letting out basically as a hotel company, but not having to pay in if the taxes that hotel companies have to pay. Um, and they're hiring agencies to come and do the cleaning for them. They're basically running distributed B&Bs uh, on, <laughs> yeah. on Airbnb, which is illegal, but they, they can do it. And these are the stories you don't hear from Airbnb. Yes. They want to tell you about the quirky people rather than the people who are running it as a business. It's really annoying. Like I was, I've booked some Airbnbs for next month traveling in America. And like I was looking for somewhere like really central in San Fran. Mm -hmm. And like most of the listings were just rooms in like hostels and yeah. stuff. And it's like, that's not Airbnb. It's like feeling like, they should take these off, yeah. but it's in their interest for people to book them because then it makes them money. So Yeah, you want that genuine <laughs> neighbourhood experience that yeah. Airbnb sells, but it's harder and harder to find. Yeah, it was really annoying anyway. It is, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you guys ever rented out your own house for Airbnb? No. I don't know if it's true. I've used it a lot. Yeah, I've used it a lot to, as well. To, to good success. I've, I've only had one or two bad experiences. I, feel, I mean, I can't remember where this was from, but I did hear a couple of years ago that one of the main complaints for Airbnbs wasn't that people were like having parties and trashing their places, but that they were used to shoot pornos. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like stuff like that, it can, the system can be used and abused. But then in terms of delivery, Scott, am I yeah. right in saying that the protests have resulted in the trial, the so-called the so trial being opt-in? 
Yeah, sorry. So we didn't even um, say why it was a success. Yeah. Um, I mean, measure of success is, is down to your perspective, really. Um, yeah, but delivery made concessions rather than um, outright reverting back to their seven and one model. Mm-hmm. So um, now, yeah, it's it's an opt in rather than an opt out system. So you can still go with their new bonkers 375 for delivery <laughs> uh, model if you want to, or you can revert back. Um, so they, they've made some concessions there. Um, and, and you know that I would consider that a, a victory for them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It brings up so many, so many questions of like, yeah, job security, minimum wage. Yeah. I was trying, I was sort of trying to think how to compare it. And if if uh, IDG told us that we just get paid three seventy five per story, mm. and you have to do as many in an hour as you can. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, if they, huh? did, if they did it <laughs> via traffic, um, yeah. the B two C team would be doing a lot better financially <laughs> than the B two B team. But then, so. yeah, obviously, yeah, completely unfair. And like, if you actually break it down like that, yeah, saying to somebody who rides their bicycle around delivering stuff, yeah, you have to do this many to basically make ends meet. Yeah. It's a bit of a kick in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's not very nice. And then even going even further, you've got like Uber and, and uh, Deliveroo saying, you know, we want to support our employees, they're our lifeblood, blah, blah, blah. But Uber, I think this month, they're going to start rolling out self-driving cars on the streets <laughs> for trials. So yeah. the, to, to the like, they are a hindrance to the company. They would never say that, but they would rather be able to just own no cars, own no staff. This is the, the, the so rhetoric weird, they've been it? going on for years. When the employee are the hindrance to the growth <laughs> of the company. Yeah. Oh, it's not good, is it? No. Have you, Lewis, have you ever used Deliveroo? I can't say I've used anything like this. I've never used Deliveroo. I've never used Airbnb. I'm so useless in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but like stuff like, they've got apps in London like Just Eat as well. Are they on yeah. the same model? Do we? Or do they actually have full-time employees? Like obviously... I think Just Eat's more of a middleman, isn't it? Is Where it? It, will talk, it will tell the deliver, it will tell the takeaway what yeah. you want and then they'll they deliver it to you. Own, okay. They use their own delivery. Okay, cool. We'll try and dig up a scandal on there next week. But, uh, Just Eat Expert, they, I know everything on that. The, <laughs> the other interesting thing about this delivery success is that um, Uber Eats, which is the Uber version of Deliveroo, yeah. um, their drivers have announced that they're going on strike this week as well. So <laughs> oh, they've right. seen what happened over Deliveroo and thought, yeah, okay, actually, we're not too happy with our um, terms mm. over here. So they're going to go on strike as well. Do you know if they're paid a per delivery? I don't know what their well. model is, but I'm assuming it's fairly similar, but otherwise they wouldn't be going on strike. Mm. And there must be mm. some sort of subsidization going on there as well, because I've seen lots of offers popping up for like free Uber Eats deliveries and stuff. Yeah, they're doing the same thing they did with, with Uber is is trying to get people onto the platform at all yeah. costs um, and get them trialing. So it's just smartphones' fault, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Damn them smartphones. Well, we just talked about smartphones. <laughs> now we talked about Deliveroo and how a smartphone is ruining it. But hopefully, I think here, the general consensus is that this uh, this uh, wildcat um, strike, that's the word, yeah. it's been a good thing. Um, um, I'd like to admit that most of my takes during that conversation are all stolen from my colleague, Tamlin McGee, who wrote a great piece about the strikes on Tech World this week. So yeah. check that he, out. He has informed wanna... our opinion of this. <laughs> yeah. I think we I think we tend to agree that it's a, it's a good model in in principle but it really yeah. does have to be followed through yeah. it's a bit scary to see how it kind of unravels quite quickly but if you are in london or in any sort of uh, major city do use deliveroo and uh, tip your driver generously <laughs> um so yeah thanks scott that was a uh, deliveroo happening this week i uh, just want to go around the room and i'll start with you scott uh sharing is caring or stand and deliver stand and deliver that's the that's a bad one you know yeah. okay cool all right, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> sharing is caring or stand and deliver? Uh, sharing is caring. Okay, cool, because I thought that was the good one. Yeah, So we'll good. leave it up to the listener. Uh, Chris? Um, where's my pork ribs? <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris's birthday, so we'll let him off. All right, uh, cool. Thanks for that, everyone. And we'll be right back to talk about all things PlayStation. 
On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance floor pro, I know, you know, I go psycho when we talk about Sony PlayStation games console rumours. <laughs> Lewis Painter, <laughs> rumours abound. But before we talk about what isn't solid, what has Sony announced this week that is set in stone? Well, um, I mean, as some people may know, PlayStation Now is a, a streaming service from Sony that allows you to play PlayStation 3 games on your PlayStation 4. And um, it doesn't, so you don't have to download the games. You can just browse through a selection of games like Netflix and then, like Netflix, it will stream the game to your uh, your PlayStation, which okay, is pretty sweet. cool. Um, it's I think it's kind of their answer to Xbox One's backwards compatibility because there's been a lot of backwards compatible games announced for Xbox recently. Does it How- include Wildcats? <laughs> Wildcats! <laughs> there was a game called Wildcats. <laughs> it probably would. It just, every time you say Wildcats, it just reminds me of High School Musical. Is that something to do with oh, High God. School Musical? Yeah, they might really? have been the Wildcats. Yes! I just think of fun- yes. Thundercats. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. I was right. Cheesy American... You nailed it without yeah. even knowing what you were describing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, PlayStation Now. I mean, um, since then it's been um, introduced on Samsung TVs, which I thought was pretty cool. So if you had a Samsung Smart TV, you could download the app, get a DualShock Four, and then not you're Sony, away. not Sony. Actually, maybe Sony. That would, <laughs> it make would make sense. It would be very weird if there wasn't Sony. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Samsung was the big kind of announcement when it came out. They were like, "What Samsung? How yeah. do they how do they charge it if it's streaming? Uh, you pay a monthly subscription." Okay, it's like twelve ninety nine, I think, a month. So same as Netflix. Yeah, then you is- get unlimited playtime. You get unlimited playtime, you get, okay. yeah, and all your game saves sync between all your devices, so you can play on your TV, you can go to work, play on your PC. So yeah, is, is that That's... a new thing as well, being able to play PlayStation on your PC? Yeah, this is what they've announced this week. Um, I mean, it was really weird how they announced it, because they had a blog post on one day saying, it's coming soon, and then literally the next day, they're like, it's out, here it is. <laughs> like, so you could have just cut the first one. Or, yeah. You know. um, so yeah, basically... Did you not know? <laughs> <laughs> It's basically a dongle, isn't it? No, no, that's a different thing. Oh, There's... God. God. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Going what is crazy. it? What is it? <laughs> so basically, PlayStation now, uh, it, so it allows you to stream PlayStation 3 games on your PC. So Okay. That's, that's, that's the just new the software. software for PC. Yeah. Right. But you also have this dongle, which allows you to, uh, you plug the dongle into your PC and you can use your DualShock 4 PlayStation 4 controller wirelessly. Because up until now, I don't think it's been supported at all, really. So, you know, if you have um, a PC game and you want to use a controller, you're more likely supposed to use an Xbox One controller because they're plug and play. Whereas with a PlayStation 4 controller, don't quote me on this, but I think you have to configure it yourself. Mm, uh, but this great. USB, just whack it in, plug and play, same as Xbox One. So it brings... And obviously with PlayStation Now, you have to have a DualShock 4 to use it. So they kind of needed to bring it out. But that's not out until 15th of September. Okay. So until then, uh, PC users have to be wired. So what is the advantage of uh, being able to play it on a PC if you already own a PlayStation, apart from being able to just do it somewhere else? I think the real benefits for those that don't own a PlayStation, I think it's really? more for PC gamers. To, yeah, you don't have to have a PlayStation. So it's, yeah. the first time they've, it's the first time that they've basically said you don't actually need to buy our console. It's, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, essentially. They're saying, yeah, you don't, sorry. I mean, it's not, obviously you're not going to have PlayStation 4 games. Yeah, sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you don't, you, there's not PlayStation 4 games. So if you really want, you know, the latest, you know, high-end games, you're still going to have to get a PlayStation 4. But if okay. you kind of want to be nostalgic about it, play some games that you've played, you know, maybe in your teens or wherever, you know, like five, ten years ago, they'll be on there. You can play oh, them. That's quite yeah. a lot, actually, then, isn't it? Mm, um, yeah. Considering it's only PS3 games. Yeah. That's quite quite a, quite a hefty price. Um, yeah. If you're if you can't play up to date games, yeah, I know that's kind of. I've just realised this is actually perfect for someone like me, yeah, who's never had a PlayStation of their own, but has various PCs, most of which have decent like gaming specs. But the fact that it's only PS3 games, mm. like I want to play some even some PS1 games. That would be cool. <laughs> you can play Uncharted. Yeah. Oh, the older Uncharted, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why not just add in the older ones? I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not too sure, really. I, I, I mean, I don't want to say 
um, prematurely that they're going to be doing it in future. But yeah. I imagine that, you know, with the really popular older games that are, that they'd be ported sooner or later. I mean, I, I would pay like a one-off price for some of them. Yeah. Because I like Nintendo's, I'm sure, making a bit of a killing uh, with its eShop mm-hmm. by just selling all of its games from like the last yeah. 25 years. Like that, you know, Pokemon Snap. It's almost like a relaunch. <laughs> they're like, they're bringing it to the eShop on Wii U. So you can play Pokemon Snap on your Wii U. And like everyone who played that game but like doesn't have it anymore is going to be like, oh, a few quid. Yeah, I'll buy that. Like so I would make- do the same thing with like Micro Machines. Yeah, they've got, they got tons of old Game Boy games on there and stuff, haven't they? Yeah. Someone's just going to go, oh, yeah, I'll pay six quid for that game. Like, yeah. Kirby. Yeah. Kirby. I mean, I just paid six quid for Pokemon Yellow. <laughs> like- See, there is a bit of an issue, though, with with kind of uh, being nostalgic about old games. As I used to remember games being amazing on PlayStation 1, but then I bought a few PlayStation 1 games because my PlayStation 3 was backwards compatible. Yeah. So I bought a few PlayStation <laughs> 1 games. I thought, well, you know what? Let's, let's start from the beginning, work my way through a series. I can't remember what series it was. Max Payne. Oh, Try, I put in the Max, the series. first Max Payne game. Was it crap? I couldn't get through the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just the graphics was you couldn't even see. They, Iron- they weren't faces. Ironically, Max Payne. <laughs> so much pain for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, so we're talking about backwards compatibility here, and people being able to play these games without actually owning the console. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's also PlayStation trialing something that they might do with PS4? Do you think that they would actually bring it to a current generation console, this kind of thing? Would they actually try and get people to n- not buy it? That's that- interesting, actually. I mean, I that could be possible, yeah, because, I mean, but then at the same time, it, it depends a lot on people's internet speeds. I think the reason yeah. it is PlayStation 3 at the moment is because you're streaming the game and you're not downloading it, whereas PlayStation 4 games are pretty large in size compared to their PS3 counterparts. So it'd be a lot harder to stream those kind of games. So I think maybe not completely wipe out the PlayStation 4 completely, but... You know, maybe some kind of box in the future that can mm. allow you to plug into your PC and let you play PlayStation 4 games. Well, there's you know, already the, uh, the PSTV. Yeah, um, that was so a big flop, though. They, they, they yeah, announced they it can do something it. similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should probably talk about the new consoles. Yeah, that maybe are we should just move away from all that. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> so, so they've done this at a slightly weird time because we're expecting not one, but two new two? PlayStation consoles. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was really, I'm so excited about this. As, <laughs> as a dedicated PlayStation gamer from like, playstation original playstation days i'm with you (laughs) um it's yeah so basically a few months ago a rumor started floating around the internet saying that there's gonna be a more powerful playstation and then the general consensus was it was going to be announced at e3 but that never happened and then at e3 microsoft announced their uh, their xbox one s so it's a more a slimline version of the xbox one which has 4K video playback and it's a smaller and I think it's got a larger hard drive and a few other little improvements here okay. and there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sony didn't announce any, anything, so they're like, what? Um, <laughs> but there's been more and more leaks as, as the weeks have gone on and time's gone on. And because obviously PlayStation VR is coming out in October. Now, uh, while Sony said that all PlayStations can handle PlayStation VR, you know, some people are going to want a higher end experience than what the standard PlayStation can provide. And that is where the PlayStation 4 Neo steps in, yeah. which is a high-end PlayStation. Well, this is the rumored high-end PlayStation. Okay. It's supposed to have 4K uh, playback, like for games as well, uh, which beats the Xbox One S, which is only video playback, as well as, you know, larger hard drives. It's just a general improvement upon the first generation PlayStation 4, not a PlayStation 5, as some might get confused with. Okay. It's kind of been dubbed a 4.5, yeah. like a half update. Yeah. Okay, so there will be a PlayStation 5. Well, if there is in a PlayStation theory, 5, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because Microsoft has said that the Xbox One might be their last console in, in, oh, in right. the standard sense. But anyway, moving on from that, you've got the <laughs> PlayStation 4 Neo, and you also have the PlayStation 4 Slim. Now, this is a relatively new rumor. I mean, 
we've heard a bit about it, but there's just been whisperings more than anything. I've kind of thought people just must have got a bit confused between yeah. the two. Um, but, but it might no, be it might be two different things. Yes, pictures. Yeah. Pictures are the best proof. And <laughs> there has been a lot of pictures leaked the last few days. I think it appeared on Gumtree or one of those. Somebody, other yeah, basically somebody sold one. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know where they got it from, Standard. but they sold one. And the then, weird thing and is that more the, of them are popping up now. And uh, yeah, so all these pictures popped up online. Um, and then Eurogamer actually went to the person who bought it to <laughs> yeah. look at it oh, right. and confirm that it was real. And they were like, yep, it's real. And they took some photos of it comparing it with the PS4. And they were like, yep, yep. So oh, okay. So that's definitely happening. It's, yeah, that's pretty it's much a pretty weird, given. <laughs> weird way to do a hoax if it was yeah. a hoax. So yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah. PlayStation, Sony has confirmed that they're having an event on the 7th of September, which is the same day as the iPhone launch. Great. It's a PlayStation event Ooh. as well, isn't it? It is a PlayStation Specifically event, yeah. PlayStation. And it's, it's got, I can't remember what the tagline is, but it's the same tagline as when they introduced the PlayStation 4. So it kind of suggests that... Why, why would they do it on the same day as the iPhone launch? Because they want to make tech journalists' life hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other reason yeah, for it. For, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it's around about the same time as well. They hate us. Same same tagline. It's just lazy, isn't it? Uh, just don't be lazy. Think of a new one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the, the uh, Neo. Because uh, it's supposed to improve. Yeah, it'll, it'll give you better playback, better graphics uh, in games. Because I mean, everyone says the consoles are kind of a bit naff compared to PC games. Because, okay. you know, PC game, uh, PCs can be upgraded over time, get a new graphics card, get more RAM, all that kind of stuff. But with consoles, you're stuck for like, you know, mm. a console. Say, so you're comparing a console that's kind of, that came out in 2013, I think it was, yeah, um, to a PC that's in 2016. Obviously, the PC is going to be better, but this is the console's way of saying, hey, we've still got a bit of game left in us. So we're going to have the Slim, uh, which is just kind of a form factor change, yep. and then this Neo kind of bridge uh, console, which Neo, will be like yeah. the, the beefed up one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Any idea when these will be out? Uh, Rumour suggests they'll be out before the uh, launch of the PlayStation VR headset, which is the 13th of October. So okay. we've got, yeah, about a six-week window for it to be announced or something like that. Okay, cool. I know. Uh, yeah, sorry, Chris. Uh, you'd think that they would bundle them, yeah. you know, the new console with the VRs. And that, that would make that a lot would, of sense. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's how to get them out the door. And it's kind of like, you know, the proper approach to Christmas, so people start buying them yeah. for Christmas. And for those those listening, um, obviously we all get excited and we got our ear to the ground about these kind of rumours. But do you think most consumers are even aware of these upgrades, or do you think it's still all about the games for the for most people? And then suddenly these consoles will just appear on the shelves. Do you, is there is there actually a hype for for most gamers about these things? I think there is hype for the for, more for the Neo than the Slim. I don't think people really care about slimline versions of consoles because it's just you know if you don't have a PlayStation Four, you might get the Slim. Yeah. But if you already had a PlayStation 4, you're not going to upgrade to a Slim. Right. Because yeah. there's nothing there. I would, for you. No point. I would say the Slim is more for like people who wanted to buy the PS4 but yeah. haven't got around to it. And then, oh, there's this new one. It's yeah. cheaper. And they're not really, yeah. they don't really care about the specs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas I read, you know, all the people getting the Neo, I, I, you know, the gaming community, community is one of the most active online. So I think. They are the kind of people who are, who are looking at these rumors and stuff. You know, we're getting a lot of traffic yeah. from somewhere, yeah. And it's yeah. got to be true, the people that true. are like excited about what you know when's the next one coming out. A bit like when's the new iPhone coming out. It's true. So Scott, are you, you're excited about the new iPhone. You're excited about the new PlayStation. I love both those things. <laughs> but I will. What was the game you were getting excited about this week? The Last of Us Two. Oh, The Last of uh, Us Two is rumoured. Yeah, I've re- apparently the Final Fantasy reviews are coming in really bad, which is not. Oh, that's not good. That's about well. their day one patch. That Waiting they've got to spend ages two for week, that. two months on. All right, cool. Well, there's new stuff coming out all the time, and we'll always talk about it. And <laughs> everyone's going to buy it, and it's all great. <laughs> Essentially, <Hey>. Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to be our new nickname, right? Um, so just go around the room for the PlayStation, uh, Scott, uh, PS4, or please no more. PS4. Lewis Painter. 
PS4. Birthday boy. PS4. There you go. Three for four. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for joining, everyone. Uh, Big ups to you, listener, for tuning into IDGFM today. Be sure to remember the frequency for next week's edition. We really do appreciate the support, though, so please do subscribe and tell your friends. If you are so inclined, you can also tweet us at UK Tech Podcast or email editor at idg.co.uk with your words and vibes. Remember, you can listen to us via iTunes, SoundCloud, Embedded Online, of course, Embed Offline, but you've already peeped this, so we know you're in the know. And we'll be back next week, as ever, with a hot slice of audio wax to slam onto the turntable that is your discernible and appreciated ears. Uh, much love. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.